Hey everyone, welcome to the High Life Uncut. This is Alex. And this is Jan. Thank you for joining us here in our next episode with our interviews. We're going to mix it up a little bit. I guess you might see most episodes we have started as, let's talk about your career first. But you know what? We've got Aaron here. We're going to go for a lifestyle kind of chill. So, Aaron, introduce yourself and tell us how you know us. All right. Hey, um, hey Alex. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me on um, the High Life Uncut. Yeah, look, I, I, I know you guys, well, I know Alex first. Originally, uh, we used to work together a couple of years ago uh, for a fintech called uh, Value and Finance. So basically, we were on the sales team helping out uh, SMEs, clients, and all that with getting access to finance solutions. Um, so that, that's what we, that's how I know Alex. And since then, he's been a good mate of mine and, you know, literally spent a lot of time, a lot of time together. A lot of time with each other. Um, doing <laughs> a lot of shenanigans and all that. Uh, Jen, I know of, uh, from Alex, since they, they do work in the same um, company. And, you know, since then, we've caught up a few times as well. And Good vibes, yeah? Good vibes, yeah, always good vibes. <laughs> good chats, good chats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, obviously, Aaron, I know, like, we've been friends for a very long time, but originally you're from Melbourne. So how'd you find that kind of transitioning to come to Sydney? Yeah, like, I've always been in Melbourne, like, pretty much my my entire life. Um, at that time, I just, just pretty much was thinking what I should do. So, you know, I just... Studied as well. I went overseas to Japan as well to, to do my undergrad uh, for a couple cool. of years. Yeah, so that, that was really eye opening for me, and that kind of made me realize, like, look, it's you know, there's so much to explore, and there's just so many op- opportunities. Um, it's just I wanted to just basically just come to Sydney. Um, never really been here before, and just try it out. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, well, you've been here in Sydney for a long time. Definitely. Yeah, long time. It's been, now. Um, seven years now. Yeah, fair enough. Counting, yeah, so. But you said obviously you. Broad in Japan, that's a pretty crazy experience, right? Obviously, Japan yeah, is one of those it's, places. It's a massive culture shock. Um, everything about it, it's 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 pretty cool. Different world, different world, right? different world completely. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a different world, but yeah, it, it's just it was a great experience overall. So you probably, yeah, you know, I'm assuming probably from in Japan, like that kind of shaped obviously your career and all this stuff now. But you're doing like DJing and stuff there, weren't you? Like just like as a random hobby. Yeah, so at that time, um, I was just like, you know, I'm here as a student. At that time, I was a poor student, right? I was just like, I need to kind of... Um, earn the money. Earn the money <laughs> earn somehow. Earn the money and you'll be right. All my friends, all my mates there, they were like, oh, we're going to work in McDonald's. We're going to work for, um, you know, the phone shops and stuff. They were making about like 6 to $8 an hour. I'm just like, nah, <laughs> try something completely different. So um, just kind of self-taught myself and um, reached out to the... To the local, you know, clubs and establishments, and uh, somehow, yeah, I just just kind of got a gig from there, and just uh, did that for my during my undergrad time over there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wait, hold on. You were a DJ. What type of DJ were you? Because see, I'm a bit of a um, rave fiend and love a good time out, even in my old age. So <laughs> tell me, um, like, what type of music were you DJing? Were you like more trance? Were you like a oomph, 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 oomph? <laughs> like, am I gonna like want to get down and drop it low? Um, yeah, look, I, I was pretty much mixing it a lot, mixing genres. I was trying to be experimental at the same time. You know, for me, or, you know, as part of my job as a DJ, basically, it's just, if I see everyone on the dance floor kind of getting low and getting lit and <laughs> buying more shots, <laughs> that's what you want, then I'm like, I've done my job well. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Got to um, out some way, so but, you're doing your job. What clubs exactly. were in Japan? Because my, I myself am going to Japan soon-ish, and I need to know, like, where should I spend my quote-unquote high-life uncut in Japan, since you are a DJ, after all? Well, to be honest, when I was DJing in Japan, it was in a very small city. Which one? So, it was in, so I was in the Kyushu, which is the South Island, mm-hmm. and I was in, a, I was in Oita City. Mm-hmm. So, it's very small. It's quite country. So there's only a handful of clubs there. But look, to answer your question, pretty much anywhere you go in Japan, any club that you just go or you stumble into, like you, you will definitely have a good time. So Yeah, because um, last time I was in Japan, I went to A-Life and I love A-Life. I've told Alex yeah. about it. It's the coolest experience. Yeah, I have to go yeah. check it out next time you're in Japan. <laughs> oh, really did you have to? I, I check I it out. Really either. Yeah, sounds good. Do you know any other in Tokyo that you can give us and our, our listeners? I'm sure there's other people that will probably go to Japan eventually soon. There's a lot. I don't even know if they're still there since COVID's happened in order. Probably a lot of them did shut down, but back then, I think the last ones from memory I went to, I had a good time in Adam. Adam Club's pretty good. There's Agaha as well. Um, all around the kind of Rapongi area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, yeah, yeah there's that's heaps, right. That's like the yeah. red light district, isn't it? Quote unquote. Well, Someone's like to me, it's a red light district, but it's, it's like where changed. the clubs are. I was like, okay. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's probably, obviously, that's Japan. Like, there's a lot yeah. of places to be and a lot of places to come and see and stuff like that. Which I said, I said to you before, like, even in summer, you can do so much in Japan, right? Oh, yes. Every, everywhere you go, you'll find something to do. So I'm, I need hot tips from you. Yeah. So you guys. Um, all you listeners who haven't been, you should definitely go check it out once since some um, borders are open now and all that. Yeah. yeah, and of course, obviously that was a good eye-opening experience for you. I think like now, obviously getting back onto like yeah, you're now in Sydney. How are you finding the move? Was it like now that you actually like settled here? How are you finding everything now? Yeah, so Sydney is basically my well, I'll call it my primary home now. Uh, but you know, I've, I've been here so long now, I'm pretty used to it. When I first came here, though, it was pretty interesting. Everything was pretty new, um, but yeah, quite used to it now. Um, but I, I'm originally from Melbourne, so I do tend to go back to Melbourne um, quite frequently. Um, you know, every one two months, I'll go back and make a trip. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just good to you know since they're so so yeah. close anyway. So obviously, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's different vibes and well, yeah, obviously just, controversial question. Yeah, to prefer Sydney or Melbourne then. Yeah, well, obviously from Melbourne. Um, and where is the best coffee, Sydney or Melbourne? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to offend anyone on the earth. So I'll, um, you need but... to make a judgment call. Um, we yeah. make we make decisions here. Yeah. Um, look, I'll be honest. Coffee's still better in Melbourne. Yeah. 100%. What? It's just the OG place where like basically coffee culture started. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just gonna say that, put that out there. But no, but co- coffee in Sydney, it's getting better. I've got to say. Um, it's getting better. There's still, some places there's still a lot of are, yeah. like good places. There, there, there's, no, yeah. it's still definitely yeah. a lot of good places. Oh, they're, they're just going to know where to go. I think that's yeah. with same with like drinking and also with coffee. Yeah. You just got to know where to go, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. I know. Obviously, we used to like work together and stuff like that. And you're now kind of doing your own thing now in Sydney. Business is going pretty well. Yeah. Look, it's been it's been picking up. So uh, I just started doing my own thing basically since or the end half of COVID or the lockdown period basically. So since probably about just over a year now, I've just started my own kind of firm. Um, so what, what so, do you even do though? Like I'm looking at, so I don't really quite know what you do even. Okay. I've like been told business by Alex and I'm like, okay, cool. But like, what actually does Aaron do? Can you talk us through how you even come about actually starting your own business and then like yep. how you begun Sure. What degree you do? Because, like, how do we even go about this? If I want to be like you, Aaron, what do I do? I need to know. 
Yeah, okay. So, I mean, maybe I'll just start with my, my journey first. Let's do it, man. So, I mean, like, I, I originally came to Sydney first, you know, started, I actually started working in um, accounting, believe it or not. Um, Did you study accounting? No. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I tried, yeah. You tried, um, you tried your hands at it, it's fine. Yeah, no, my, um, my, one of my relatives here, they, they owned a um, small tax firm, so I just started there. That kind of, kind of, that was the catalyst pretty much to actually move me here. So I came here, I started that. I was doing that for a little bit, and then I was just like, well, you know what, I probably do need to have an Australian degree here. So hence, I, I ended up studying my master's here in um, Sydney at UNSW. Nice uni, good uh, Yeah. Um, so I was doing that, and at the same time, so I actually started working in uh, capital markets. Um, I cool. was Yeah, so I, I started working as a, a short-term interest rate uh, futures trader. So I was doing that for a prop firm um, in Sydney um, for a little bit, yeah, basically doing the um, Australian and US uh, markets. Wait, what was your master's, sorry? Sorry, my master's was a uh, master's of commerce specializing in finance. Okay, yeah, it so. all makes sense. Okay, guys. Yeah. That's what you need. Um, <laughs> qualification. Oh, I don't want to do that. I'm not sure how excited you is to keep going. Trust me, I'm glad that's all about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I did that. And then at the same time, so I was working at, um, as yeah as a trader doing that. And I can tell you, it was not fun. The work-life balance was just definitely not there. Why not? You're waking up, you come into the city maybe around like 4.35 in the morning. What? Pre- pre-market. Yeah. You've got to you um, oh. do your prep. You know, you've got to... Oh, because you're USA market too, yeah. yeah. But that's for Australian market as, as well, yeah. Oh, okay. So, pre- yeah. And then you just literally, you know, you, you do your morning brief and then you sit down and you get set up and you just... It's all about timing as well. You just literally, you have to be, you know, um, on the ball, basically. Um, and you're just sitting there sometimes waiting for ages for, you know, a tick to move. <laughs> it's just like, all right. So... Um, I did that for a little bit, and then at that time I was still studying my uni, and I was just like, well, you know, I've got to kind of maybe do it, fix up my work-life balance a little bit. So um, I I actually started looking around for jobs, um, and that's where I met Alex at um previous place we were working, which is a fintech um, called Valiant Finance. Uh, so we worked there for a bit, um, basically just, as I mentioned at the start. Just it was a pretty good gig. It was good culture. What um, was the highlight of like working like a proper startup? Because my pers- yeah. personally for me, like, you know, I've had my own little gigs on myself, but I've mm. actually properly worked in a startup environment. Can you talk us through what, what, what that was like? Because obviously you've gone from like a very stringent structural finance place yeah. than, you know, fintech. We talk about like how cool it is, but is it actually green on the other side? Tell us about it. Well, it's completely different. Like fintechs, you know, it's, they're all, they're, it's just basically just they're all growing just as this they follow technology advances and that's how you know that where they find their niches and they, they get started so you know there, there's so many different fintechs they all specialize in different things because they all have their own kind of ips and like their own kind of niche and they've you know kind of made it so um, so much in the market right yeah the so at the same <clears throat> yeah so basically i mean at the same time because they're all quite relatively new because compared to like say more stringent traditional banking or like other institutions there's not as much compliance i mean not in a bad way but it means that you know in terms of like getting stuff done you know like if you just want to get push out an idea you know you don't need to go through multiple layers of um hierarchy, you know, hierarchy politics and like, stuff like that right? I just literally walk 
right next door to or talk, the next desk yeah, to like talk to the CEO manager or the CEO <laughs> yeah. and be like hey can we get this done they're like alright we'll definitely consider that and like I think that's one of the benefits of working for like a startup slash fintech but I think also um, for us like that when we were there it was still in the early stages of oh, definitely. the company now yeah. the company's been around a long time since True. we were there and yeah. have left mm-hmm. but it, it was early early stages so I think they were still kind of working out that kind of structure and what yeah. kind of works for them as well which uh, obviously there's a lot of uh, things they need to no, it's good. It's just one of those things. Yeah, no, 100%. And um, so I interrupted before we sidetracked, but thank yeah. you for the sidetrack. It's very unhelpful. But what did you actually do there, sorry? At, at the FinTech? Or? Yeah, at Valiant. At Valiant? Um, I was in sales. So basically I started out as, um, well, me and Alex both started as junior account managers. Um, so, well, basically we're just reaching out, cold calling, um, trying to get leads. Um, you know, they, they gave us a pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty, cushy um, kind of compensation structure. So we kind of like... Took advantage of it. I don't want to say took advantage, but we made the most of our situation. You opportunistic. Correct. And then then after a while, I think it got to this point where I just, I think I broke the system. What? Um, Because I was getting too many leads, like, What's and bad? they were like, yeah, because they were paying me for it. And they were like, oh, okay, we got to, we got to, <laughs> we got to change it up. So we got to change it up. So I think they, all of us, all of us did yeah. because when there was about ten of us when we yeah. all kind of started, and we all were kind of looking for the same sort of role. And yeah, we all just kind of because they, they were still new. That yeah. structure, then they're like, oh, this doesn't work anymore because <laughs> yeah. now this, our team was actually doing doing work. You're actually so, doing really well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. We break so the system. Break the system. They're like, all right, we're, we're gonna we have to promote can't, you now. Can't pay you guys too much. It's, it's gonna be too scary. <laughs> yeah. So um, I moved into a senior role, role um, soon after. Um, I was doing that pretty, pretty much the same thing, but instead of being paid on leads, it was more on opportunities. So it means it kind of told me as well. You got to learn how to qualify stuff. You know, separate the good from the bad leads, obviously, um, and that that's really useful now as a skill that I use now as well. But just moving on from that, so I started that doing that, and then I went did more of the business development. Uh, so still well. a valiant this point. At valiant, yeah. yeah. So I did that, and then so basically I was in, at valiant for about I'll say close to two years. Um, it was a long time. It was a yeah, long time. It was considerably long time. How many years ago was that now? <laughs> 2018, we started, I think. It's about three years so, ago, three bit years ago. Three, yeah. Well, three, four years ago, since we all kind of finished it. Yeah, yeah. so I finished up basically the end of 2019, start of 2020. So. Oh, wow, so during COVID? Just before COVID, yeah. Oh, so yeah. just before COVID, so, sorry, yeah. Um, and then, as you, as you know, um, everything just suddenly changed when COVID happened and all the lockdowns and seemingly it was just, I was just, you know, I didn't really have a job at the time. Um, so I was just like, look, I need to go back and do something. I need to do my own thing. So I got back into trading. So I was trading not futures, but I was doing more on um, spot trading for um, forex. On yeah. your own or on another company? Just, just on my own. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, so day trading. Yeah. Day trading. Yep. Um, look, I had all the time in the world. I was just at home. I was just like, all right, I'm not going anywhere. So I might as well do something productive if I can. Did but you have any like overheads at home? Like, did you have like rent or like a mortgage or something? Or were you able to live with no, someone? No, so just renting. Then, so I'm just, yeah, just basically just overheads, just, you know, household utility bills and... Was it stressful? It was stressful because, you know, it's... When you're working for someone, it's... The one thing about that, that food is it's fixed. You know, you're always, you know, you have... Kind of job security, or well, in the in the sense where you're getting paid every single, however, well, fortnight or yeah, weekly, month. Reg- regular paycheck, which 
can rely on. How did right. how did you buffer that? So, for example, if you had like a bad day trading, like a bad week, like did you have like a buffer set in place before you made that decision to be like, okay, I'm going to day trade for a bit? Yeah. So, I mean, the, you, especially with trading and day trading, you need to be like vigilant. You need to be extremely vigilant. You need to be disciplined. Um, it's all a psychological thing as well, right? Um, you can't be like, okay, look, I had a bad day, so I'm just going to double down and like, yeah, you know, double my losses. Like, yeah. no, you need to that's actually... That's gambling at just, that point. That is, yeah, that's basically drug gambling. Um, you need to actually be mindful about it and just be like, okay, look, maybe I need to take a step back for, you know, a couple of days or something even, just kind of refresh myself, you know, go do something else, you know, get rid of that stress and get back into it like new mentality and like yeah. if you don't mind me asking what yeah. all like the volumes of your trades like what are the dollar values you're talking like if you well, rounded it um honestly i wouldn't say huge amount yeah not exactly but, like, roughly but, give us like a bracket if you can look i'd probably say anywhere from a couple hundred to a couple grand um, at a time um just because it's all volume based and as you know, the markets are highly volatile, or depending what kind depending of instruments what, yeah, what you're, you're trading. trading. Yeah, but it's yeah, and at the same time, I just want to feel comfort knowing that. All right, look, if I do lose this, then like, so be it. You yeah, know, I'm not gonna, you know, get completely uh, but, like, yeah, uh, yeah. That's probably the best way to do it because it, obviously there is yeah, risk with new day trading. Just make, within my comforts, basically. Yeah. Of course, so, it was money, yeah. but you are okay with losing if you had to. Sorry? It was money you yes, were okay right. losing. Yeah, correct. Right. So then 100%. if you did day trading, did you devil into like um, crypto? Because I jumped into crypto during lockdown, right? I was mm. like, this is my play money that I would usually spend yeah. out on night out. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I've already bought all the Sims 4 packages. Like, so what else can I do with my time? So I like jumped into crypto. Yeah. I think a lot of people did. Of yeah. <laughs> during COVID, <laughs> during that time, yeah. a lot of people did. Definitely did you buy all the Sims 4 packages too? No, no. I definitely didn't buy the Sims 4 packages. Uh, that was not my, on my priority list. Still not on my priority list. Uh, did you, Aaron? No, but I, I do know people who do play it and it's just, it, it looks like they just I'm get a, lost into it. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, a, do. I'm a real gamer, okay? It's the one thing you have with Aaron. You're a hardcore gamer, Jen. You're a hardcore gamer. <laughs> 100%. So yeah, Aaron, did you get into crypto? Look, to be honest, I, I didn't really get into it um, just because I had been more used to kind of more traditional markets before. Mm -hmm. um, like crypto, you know, it's... It's a Yeah, it's a bit of a... It's still a little bit of... Um, I know that's where the future is going to be eventually, especially with the utility behind it. Um, however, at this stage, you look, it's still intangible. You can't really touch it. And, you know, obviously, you're just literally going with or against the market and you just probably going on yeah. over... Are you using I'm, other people's advice? You know, you if give, someone else is giving you advice, surely well, there's some. This is a bit well, late. If the market's already probably moved by that point, right? Well, typically you, you should take people's financial advice with a, a grain of salt. You know, obviously yeah. do your own DD and your due diligence and your market research. Go to read the blueprint and read the, the, lines, read the uh, white the papers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, I think all that, like, your kind of career and all that stuff has led you to kind of take your own thing now. Yeah. Was that straight yeah. after day trading? So, was there in between day so, trading and your own thing? Yeah, so, after day trading. So, basically, during 2021 to end of, oh, well, yeah, basically, 2021, I actually started work as well for a Melbourne-based um, venture capital firm as well. 
So did um, you move back down to Melbourne? No, so I was doing it remote, but um, I did go to, you know, fly back and forth just basically to do meetings as well. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. We were travelling quite a lot because I was travelling yeah. at the same time. We'd often oh, I think we went together. We often were catching up a few times in Melbourne. Yeah. So. Yeah. Does it really work then? <laughs> it was work hard, work hard, play hard. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? That's the beauty of it. If, if you if you're in a position where you can kind of travel and you know you can still work, and as long as you get stuff done, right? Um, you know, you, you might be able to get the well, you should be able to get the best of both. And I think worlds, that's where right? like, you can yeah. balance, you can balance yourself as yeah, long as you can find that kind of balance and that happy medium. Correct. Then obviously you can enjoy life and obviously enjoy the life, high life uncut. Yeah, that's it. That's it. High life uncut. That's it. Exactly. So then, yes, next step after our trading. So we've gone to another firm. Fantastic. Yeah. So, well, it was venture capital. Um, they were so VC love it. VC, yeah. So I was more on the um, investors side. So trying to, um, yeah, just basically trying to get investors to, to get into their portfolio companies or, you know, their, their, their own kind of investments. Um, so I did that for a little bit. Um, and I can tell you, getting investors is a whole completely different ball game to finding it's a, leads. It's a new skill, right? It's, <laughs> it's a skill. It's a skill it's, to. It's, it's a very because at that time, steep learning you know, curve. Steep it's, learning it's a, a steep right? learning curve because you know people have money and they're just like, well, look, would it be the right or you know right place to kind of invest my funds or put it? Yeah, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't, we don't know, you know, but we can try to do our best to kind of. In hindsight, it worked yeah. there? Hindsight's 2020, right? Hindsight's 2020, yes. Yeah, but so. obviously, that's the point. Like, you're learning, you learn a lot, obviously, yeah. about the industry or about the yeah. other side, not even just like the markets and all that, but even about the buy and the sell side. That's a completely different Correct. kind of skill set, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then, what yeah. was next after VC? Like, what is the natural transition? So, yeah, so I did that. I mean, I, I didn't do it for, just did it for a couple of months because I was also during COVID and, um, yeah, I had a, quite a bit going on as well. Um, but then, yeah, that naturally transitioned to me doing my own, my, own, my own thing. So at the moment, so like just, I'm doing more, yeah, so it's a bit of the private equity stuff and also I'm doing a lot of the um, um, finance working as well. So I'm a finance broker as well. So I'm doing that more on the business commercial side. So it's similar to what I was doing, what we were doing before at Valiant, but the thing is now like I'm directly helping clients, you know, providing them, trying to give them, you know, in, like trying to find bespoke solutions for them the financial requirements you know as you know it's not it's not always straightforward sometimes you need to think outside the box and i've been doing that at the moment so a lot from small sme clients to now i'm working with a couple of asx listed companies as well nice that's, that's good that's um, getting some of them on yeah, board yeah that's really good yeah i think one of the, one of the things obviously like is your business if any of our listeners do want to um, I guess use you or something. They can obviously reach out to us to get your contact sure. and stuff. Like, yeah. We can obviously handle the concept. Obviously, we're happy to kind of see and see what obviously the listeners have in terms of getting finance. But I think because there's a huge market for that. Right? Oh, absolutely! Every small business, every every person who's doing business, like there might be a need to 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 need to require some finance at some point. Um, anything from working capital or to paying wages, even to you know just short cash flow, cash flow know, yeah. assets, you know, commercial well, real estate, like. Do you have a website maybe and we can link it um, to this episode and we'll happily share your details as much as you're comfortable with. Sure. Okay. That's still a work in progress, but... It's all right. Otherwise, 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 yeah, we can get get people to connect with you. I can still... still, still, I'll I'll pass my details anyway. Whatever you're comfortable sharing. We'll share whatever you're comfortable with. Sure. I've got another question. Kind of like similar before because you've got your own geek, right? And, you know, you're supporting yourself and 
uh, whatever other things at the moment. What's it like, I guess, to actually be the sole provider of your own income right now? Like, does it get scary sometimes? And is it like, if you have a bad month, like, what do you do? Yeah, that's because I question. feel like that's something people don't always think about when they go off on their own. Sure, that's a very good question. Um, you know, as, you, as I said, and as you guys all know, when you work with someone, there's there's jobability, right? Yeah, exactly. it's a but, paycheck. Yeah. But now it's just like, well, you you know, you, when you start your own gig, you have to pretty much treat it as it's like your baby, you know. So you nurture it, you look after it, it grows. It basically has much effort you put in is what you're going to get out, right? So you reap what you sow. So at the same time, yeah, at the start when I first started, it was pretty daunting because I had to finally start thinking about things like, oh, how can I market myself? How can I set this up? Um, even other things like you know, tax, you know, how to budget my stuff. Um, well, you my have to consider it's like you yeah. don't have to previously worry about right. It's yeah, now you're like oh, I actually didn't think about it and all this stuff, right? Correct. So at the moment, I'm just focused on kind of growing the business through revenue and, and all that. So most of what I basically, you know, getting, I'm putting it straight back into the business at the moment. So you're not paying yourself um, any I, I am paying myself a very minimal salary. Well, not yeah, just yeah. basically because I need to survive somehow. Yeah, of course. But until then, yeah, look, this is, I think that's probably what I'll be doing until I'm at a more comfortable level where I'm ready to expand or, or go to the next step. Do you have any tips for someone that wants to go out and something like that? Because I'm just making an assumption, you told me if it's wrong, but I would say your market is very saturated right now and there's lots of people constantly wanting to go out and do any type of lending or like PE or like VC even. Like, what tips can you give to like position yourself really well and then make sure you avoid those like really scary moments? Like, how do you protect yourself? Well, it's, it's always good that you, you need to set yourself a buffer. So even before you start something, just know like you've got some buffer in place, whether it's spare cash lying around or you know, you've got some other options or maybe potentially you've got jobs lined up just in case. Um, it's always good to have that peace of mind. Because um, like, you know, the worst thing is when you start and you know, the first few miles, were, even for me, the first few miles was, was pretty hard. Um, my deals that I had at the time was not were not settling quickly enough, um, so there was kind of a lapse gap in time. You know where I was actually I had more expenses than than I guess um, revenue coming in, right? Income, and so luckily I, I did have some set aside um, for these kind of rainy days, which was a couple of rainy months. Yeah, actually, yeah. the point the but, point obviously <coughs> having that kind of buffer. Yeah, yeah, but you know I think the most the best thing to do is just. You need to prepare yourself for, for anything because it, it may happen to you. Um, hopefully, if not, you know, you can kind of overcome it and get in the right direction of your business if you are starting it. Um, but, yeah, and you just need to be able to, I guess, just keep at it no matter what. Keep chipping at it. Um, don't give up even if it's a bad month or whatever. Uh, you just need to keep trying because eventually, you, you, you know, you'll get there. So. How many, I was like, how, do you, any, how many months did it take you to actually break even and actually be able to say, okay, now I can start refilling my rainy fund? But yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest, the very first deal that I settled it, from when I started the business, it probably took about five to six months. Wow. It, it, was, a, it was a development. So mm-hmm. I was doing development funding for um, one of my clients. Yeah. And it was just a lot of things, you know, in terms of the legal side and, you know, with the clients themselves, um, you know, just without going into too much detail, um, it, 
yeah, there was quite a few, quite a bit of hiccups um, that delayed um, the settlement. So I kind of had to, yeah. So at that time, yeah, I, had, I was just going through my own savings and my own funds at, the, at that time. Um, it was tougher. Yeah, yeah. well, without having a paycheck yeah, every yeah, month, it you know, is, it's, it's hard. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it is definitely hard. But I think obviously one thing is now that business is kind of getting better. Like, how do you actually find time outside? Like, do you spend a lot of time separating yourself from work, or is it, do you find that work kind of consumes you? Well, I, I definitely find time apart from work. I mean, at least, you know, still got the weekends. I don't work on the weekends, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You, 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 We've got to catch up. We've got to catch up every yeah. now and then, you know? Yeah, look, um, I try to kind of blend work with um, my own lifestyle as much as possible, actually. How come? Because a lot of people say they like it's separate. So well, why do you blend? I mean, for example, right, like, if I'm setting up meetings, I put some. I usually try to set it out outside, and I'll make it as casual as possible, right? So you know, sometimes I'll take clients out. We'll just go out for dinner, or for drinks. Um, you know, we'll have a casual chat. Once we've finished our discussions, you know, it just we can kick on, or it's just <laughs> yeah, you know, like it doesn't stop. You know, I think that's um, that's how you can like, kind of reward yourself, right? Well, <laughs> and, it, and it's not just that. I feel like sometimes you know, that's you, you show people that you you know you. you you're just genuinely just human and just a normal person. You just can connect with them in, in different ways. You know that that yeah. building relationships is really important, especially for business. especially when you're going yourself and you need those kind of relationships and clients to kind yeah. of give you that kind of backlog and as well. That's right. Things are working right. But do you find it hard though? Because it sounds like your your life with your with owning your business, especially like something like that, which is somewhat high risk, high reward, or high risk still. Do you find it a lot of pressure then? Because a very high pressure environment to work in. Because then, if that's the case, does it get hard sometimes when you're blending your lifestyle and your work together constantly? Because like, then how do you just like decompress? Well, I mean, you just get used to it after a while. Like at, at the start, yeah, it's, it's just everything's everywhere. You need to manage yourself. Even it's not as straightforward as just going to work on time, nine to five job. You know, just clocking your hours, getting your stuff done. And going home and getting paid. No, you need to really be in control and take control of everything. Everything, including the stuff in between, like your meal times and you know, making time to even go out for a walk or something. You know, making friend. You know, catching up with friends. Yeah, you have to be in complete control of yourself. Do you have um, any tips for other people that are like starting out and like I guess going about that journey even now that are struggling? You have to kind of just yeah tweak it and just try you know to see trial and error basically um some things might work for me it might not work for you it just needs to just try different things and just figure out what, what works for you um that's the best way from experience yeah yeah i think obviously everyone has different kind of lifestyles and journeys and yeah. kind of situations with their careers and some of that i think it's one of those things is like when you kind of found that kind of sweet spot that's when you can truly like enjoy life and do the best as well yeah no 100 exactly can you tell us about like one of your coolest steals, if that's okay? Like, don't give us obviously all the detail for privacy reasons, but just tell us about like one of the most coolest steals, like I guess the most rewarding one you've done so far. Um, well, today probably the developments, um, just in- just because of the complexity and the amount of time that's invested on all parties. By development, so do you mean property? Property development, so like working directly directly with developers, um, you know, they've got their projects and they basically wanted to fund it and get it to fruition. Um, you know, it's a whole journey and by able to help them, you know, you're tangibly giving them 
um, or giving them solutions to get funding. And once they get funded, obviously they can build something. Um, it, it's pretty rewarding actually to see what you know they've done. Yeah. One of the things, obviously, with like work and lifestyle, so that we definitely like to socialize. Um, obviously, your type of work is involves a lot more socializing than like same corporate job, for example, right? Yeah. Do you find that kind of that may get in the way of actually properly doing proper business, or not? Really? It's pretty easy to kind of balance it pretty well. Well, not really. I think I think um, part of socializing. I mean, there's there's so many events actually. Um, that I'm invited to a lot of these events. There's a lot so of like networking like, events and stuff like that. Correct, yeah. Um, and it's just great just to meet new people, similar-minded professionals. Um, just you know, you can help each other out. You know, just figure out where there's some synergies and just network and make potentially make some new friends. So. But wait, hold on. I've been saying this, Aaron. I've been controversial. Yeah. Let me say it. Don't hate your fists, but then are all of your friendships then transactional? Because you said the way you go about it and how you blend it together. Like, I know, for example, your friendship with Alice isn't transactional. I know your friendship with myself isn't. So then, I guess, do you then have a lot of transactional friendships? Um, honestly, no. Um, so most of my friend- friendships are actually genuine <laughs> friendships. I mean, I wouldn't say that any other friendships are not genuine. But, uh, I mean, some more so than other. Like, some, you know, I've met just because, I mean, some people I've met through these kind of events... And we know that they are also doing businesses as well, and they're doing their own gigs. And you know, we can potentially work together on some stuff. At the same time, we still, you know, we go out, we have fun, we still kind of do other things outside of work. Um, so to that to that point, I think it's not purely transactional. It's just that I would say that may be an added benefit. Um, you know, just with similar amount of people. Yeah. So do that point then do you find that a lot of them start off transactional? If you meet them at say networking events and stuff like that? Or do you, do they generate stuff as like someone you want to get to know outside? Some of them I knew like even before that and they both started their own thing. So originally yes, we started as friends. Right? Yeah, okay. That's obviously makes it a little easier for already friends to begin with. But it works, you know, even in reverse as well. Some some people you just meet and you end up becoming good friends even as a result of working together. So yeah, just for example, me and you, Alex, yeah, like, we, we started working together. We were, and, yeah, we well, were good friends. Genuinely, just good friends. Yeah, yeah we, and we right. spent like a long time working together, which we didn't obviously didn't expect because we were from different circles. And, That's right. But yeah, I think it's one of those things that working together, spend a lot of time with them, end up becoming a lot of friends. So in saying that, right, um, I've keep on hearing this quote, and it's like the five people that you keep the closest around you are important. Then. So then, do you believe that's important? And in saying that, if you do, what I guess, if you had to describe the five people you keep around you the most, like the closest, like, could you describe them for us? Because obviously, you know, your work is your life. Yeah. The five people, I would say like my family, for one, like they've given me tremendous support, um, especially since starting my own thing, you know, um, not just... You know, mentally but emotionally as well um, so family for sure um, my close friends as well for example Alex you know he, he's been there for me as well but those last couple of years uh, especially since starting the business so he, he also knows what I've had to go through um, so yeah like I mean my family is like four people and Alex is one so that's five that's <laughs> 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 
I'll tell you that, gentlemen. It's Alex and the family. I'm talking about the family. What do you mean? I'm part of the family. I'm part of the family now. Sorry, Rob. Oh, <laughs> no, right. So it's another person in the room as well. It is what it is. But obviously, Aaron, uh, it was really good, obviously, hearing your kind of career and like how you kind of navigated. Such, it's not a usual career path. It's, a it's bit of a very random. cool and different. Um, yeah. I think for I think for our listeners, they're probably interested, if, especially if they do want to start their own things and like how, kind of struggles that you've kind of gone through and all this sort of stuff. Um, I think obviously we're very appreciated as well. Hundred so. percent. Thanks so much, and I think next week we'll have another guest. We will, which will be interesting. So please stay tuned. Bye. Thanks everyone. Thanks guys. <laughs>